0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Three O take where we
1: talk all things Major League Baseball. Here's Kyle Corwin and Nate Reyes. It all starts
2: right now. What up, what up, and welcome back to the Three O take the official podcast of Dirt to Diamonds Baseball, presented by Dugout Mugs. This is episode 117. I'll be your host, Kyle Corwin, and I'm here with my co-host, Nate Reyes. Nate. Kyle. What up? We got the uh, Brendan Donley episode.
1: Yeah, this is a good opportunity to um, kind of shed some light on this movement a little bit because it is, I think it's just something that's developed so quickly and it's kind of, you know, grown some wings and taken off. So I think it's kind of cool to hear someone who's obviously made an impact in this uh, in this whole movement.
2: This dude started the Twitter account in, like, what do you say, mid-February? Yeah, it's like three weeks ago. And he's already, like, at 155,000-plus. Like, just absolutely crazy. So <laughs> I'm glad. And he's getting calls from, like, if you look at the account, he's getting calls from, like, Washington Post, LA Times. So I'm definitely glad we are able to snag this guy for just a few minutes because... I'm certain that as this season progresses, his time is going to become less and less uh, as he becomes just absolutely inundated with DMs and replies from Astros fans, Astros haters, and all the others. So definitely, like I said, definitely glad we're able to snag this guy. It's going to be a uh, fun episode. Yeah, I'm excited. So without further ado, here is the Brendan Donnelly interview. All right, so we are joined now by Brendan Donnelly, founder of the wildly popular and increasingly viral Twitter account at Tour. Brendan, we appreciate you coming on with us.
0: Yeah, thanks so much, guys. Uh, ha- happy to chat Astros and uh, everything that's going on.
2: So I'm just amazed that we we're able to uh, snag you for this little chat considering just how crazy... Like, I can't even imagine how crazy your life is right now. Like, there's just... I mean, you got national media reaching out to you for phone interviews, all sorts of stuff,
0: yeah, it's been pretty wild uh and did not expect that i mean sometimes if you like undertake to something in life, you have an idea of like maybe what the goal is or how it could turn out even even if it normally doesn't even but for this like i I just didn't this wasn't in the plan, this wasn't any part of it. It was supposed to be like an evening diversion. I was working on a bunch of different things, and uh found myself. Uh, I think I said obsessed in one of the articles, and I, I, looking back, that's not really the right word. I just more found myself, like, really bothered by the Astros, um, the aftermath of, of everything, and, like, they got a punishment, but really, in effect, they got no punishment. So, and it felt like the moment would pass. And then I sort of had, uh, I don't know what to call it, but I had, like, uh, my guy was Michael Kay, the Michael K Show and Don LaGreca in New York, and they were actually continuing... You know a bit of the outrage, maybe because they're Yankees. Uh, I mean, Lukrec is a Mets guy, but New York guys, and they were they were talking about it to their viewers. And I found some of their videos online. This was like late January, February. So what, what you know, all I had at that point was watching some of these videos. And then uh, right when the pitchers, uh, sorry, not, right when the players got to spring training, it kind of went up another notch. When when you know superstars in baseball start going off about these Astros guys, and then I felt like okay, this this isn't going away. This is pretty big. And, uh, and it felt good because you're not alone anymore in your, you know, frustration at, at you know, wh- you know, that feeling of why is a man for doing anything? What, what, what? you know, you could think you're frustrated that the players did this in the first place, but people cheat in life. People, there's bad people out there in life, but normally there's a, whatever the organization is, there's some steward of that organization that will kind of shut it down and, and meet up punishments principal in the school or whoever. And then you go, you know, the principal has no clothes on, clothes on in this case and, so you're frustrated and then when you see the players chiming in, you're like, Okay, we're gonna there's gonna be a, a bit of a movement here or a bit of a, a, a big backlash that continues. And out of that I thought, let me start this account on a lark just for fun to have maybe when I'm done with working on stuff, maybe in the evening cook food and just check my little Twitter and maybe whip up a funny video about the Astros and then
1: it kinda just took off. To clarify, Brennan, you I mean you're this is all new for you, like Hating the Astros has just increasingly well, hate, developed.
0: Just in
1: the last few weeks,
0: I wouldn't say hate. I condemn them, and I kind of want them to be shamed. But definitely, I don't. I don't hate it. even Carlos Gray or Altuve, anyone. Jim Crane. I just, uh, I just want them to be ashamed of themselves or mm-hmm. apologize to us. But anyway, yeah.
2: Hence the Astros Shame Tour.
0: Well, I actually thought of calling it Astros Hate Tour, not because like secretly I hate them, but I just, just thinking of like a punchy name, like okay, Astros Tour, Astros. hate tour because it's it's not even about like the word wouldn't refer to me even it's more I was trying to document you know like sure all the people that are going to be bringing posters and yelling at them at the games and I I was figuring to watch the games and screenshot stuff and that was kind of the extent of the plan and I was thinking like hate tour yeah but but, yeah hate sound kind of strong so I flipped it
2: before we get too deep into that uh just kind of give us a little bit of a picture of like who you are as a as a baseball fan like how how did you get into baseball I, I saw even that you're an author, which is quite impressive. Just tell us a little bit about your background as a baseball fan.
0: Yeah, so uh, I grew up near Chicago uh, in Oak Park, which is like a suburb right next to the city. And I mean, I played baseball, uh, but not like seriously, maybe till I was 12 or something. And uh, so no, not a player. I just was a big baseball fan, uh, Cubs fan, and more than other sports, very much a diehard Cubs fan and not in like a Raw raw sort of, like, way. I, Cubs fans are all just, you know, they, they like to go to the friendly confines of Wrigley and kind of, like, hang out in the sunshine, you know, in the summer. It's, like, pretty laid back. So I always loved that. I just really loved Wrigley and the Cubs from, like, an early age. and um, So that stuck with me more than other sports. And so in terms of my baseball background, that's that's kind of it in terms of baseball background. And then in uh, a couple of years ago, I was in Australia for a little while, and I, I, they have a baseball... Um, league there it's very it's not popular but you know they watch rugby and cricket and stuff but it's sort of like a minor league system for americans and all the australians who do play baseball some of whom made it to the major leagues like liam Hendricks and um i think who's that guy Uh, balfour grant balfour who's on the Rays. oh yep Uh uh-huh yeah yeah i think he's australian i don't know if he actually played in the abl he might have gone straight to the minors but in any case they have this like sort of minor league over there and I was there, and I found out about this. So I, I went there, and I I did a story on that, and I, I pitched it to the New York Times, and they published this pretty long feature that I, that I put together, which was awesome. Um, and so I had that, and but that was the, all the baseball writing I'd done. And then right after that, like in the coming the months following, I came up with this idea for a baseball blog called The Big Inning. Uh, it's the sort of I don't know what to call them. Like pe- they're not really essays, but pieces sort of writing about the best inning in a day of baseball. So maybe the Mets scored like nine runs in one inning and had like three home runs or, or maybe it, maybe it was the ninth inning of a no hitter. I was just looking around the league for any, any time there was an inning. Cause I wanted to do something where it's a, a post a day or, or however many days it was like, like a daily highlight, but not a home run, not a, you know, the best, I was trying to think of something a little bit different. So the best inning every day. Um, and then the big inning, beginning things sound like it felt like that that was a nice coincidence so and then to have a little more fun like i said i came up with this account and then um it yeah it in with a matter of within a matter of days it took off and um i'm kind of astounded by it and (laughs) happy about it and happy to see that there's this collective group that's assembled uh just to voice their opinion and 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 make each other laugh and and you know people are sending so many great things in that are you know, some, again, like Anthony Rizzo uh, being mic'd up today and saying, if for anybody who didn't see it, it was a really funny moment, playing the Angels. Uh, or people making their own content. Um, so, yeah, I, so I have a baseball background, but not not like a lengthy... I have a love for the sport, and, and I've gotten into the writing of it in the past years, but um, nothing, has, nothing took, has taken off in the way that this has taken off.
1: So is this pretty much kind of dominated your uh, obviously it's dominated your social media life and a lot of your time in your day but has this now become your main focus for these last few weeks and and what the yeah i mean i again
0: i didn't plan on it being that but at this point i think i said in one of the articles like i have to go all in now i mean i can't i feel like i have an obligation to the to the followers and to the to the cause the group um and, uh, yeah, so other things might suffer, but I mean, I definitely have to go all in on this and, uh, I mean, it'll calm down cause maybe later in spring training, it's, it'll wax and wane a little bit in terms of the interest and the controversy and all that stuff, which I'm prepared. I, not that I'm prepared. I don't know how that's going to happen. I'll just follow the story wherever it goes, but you know, maybe in like mid May during the season, after a lot of fireworks in April, it'll, it'll calm down. But then they go to New York to play the Mets. Yankees fans are out there, you know, in droves. So yeah, I'm going to follow it wherever it goes. And um, I think that's going to require, I, I mean, so far it's taking up every day, every hour. So there were a lot of sleepless nights in the beginning. It's a little more calm now I got outside. Um, but <laughs> yeah, no, it's been crazy. And I, I just think like there's, it's rare that you see such a groundswell of, of unity or a group group unity on anything. Um, and it's really cool to see. So wherever, however long that lasts, I just want to document it see what the group does, see what the Astros do, see what the other t- players' teams are doing, and tell the story.
2: So we kind of talked about it before we hopped on uh, for this call, but we were talking about your what your DMs look like. And with just the absolute exponential growth of this account within the last – because you started this, what, like mid-February?
0: Yeah, like I think technically February 13th, but like – it was two days later. Like, I took like two days to make some funny videos and upload them so that it, the feed was kind of populated. So it wasn't until February 15th, uh, I don't know, midday or something, that I started like kind of following people and liking stuff to try to like sort of show it to people. So I had no, I had no, you know, I, despite sort of having a few connections in baseball writing, not connections, but like a few kind of people I've talked to through the beginning stuff, I, I was planning on reaching out to a few people like, a couple of weeks in to say, Hey, would you retweet something? Or, or if you like this, is there any way you could spread the word? And first of all, they very well might say no, but I like that was, I was just thinking like, get, get some videos up, get a few, a few followers and then maybe see if I can email anyone. But I didn't even get to that yet. And it started like, it didn't blow up, but it was just like, there was a good response. Yeah. yeah that, was, that was like, yeah, the 15th was really the day that um, I, I like, it was like zero followers, zero following on that day. And then I just started like trying to meet, you know, interact with people, find Dod- I think I started looking at Dodgers fans first because they seem to be the most aggrieved.
2: Rightfully so. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: like, cause you can kind of go on like Dodgers nation or some sort of account and see like who liked the post and maybe there's all these super fans there. So I figured like they just see the account in like two seconds, they'll get it and they'll go, Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. I hate the Astros or whatever. And, whole thing's been just again truly like a blessing i feel it's such a surprise and a great thing but despite the followers and the interactions and and, and kind of how funny it's been just to, to, all these the comments people come up with are hilarious but the, the funniest thing that we highlight was this guy this astros rants guy like a week ago it was like the first day or so that i was really it was really blowing up and, uh, he's like, I don't know if you guys saw this, but he did this video where it's like, he's like filming his screen and he's talking and he's kind of got a, a little bit of a, I don't know what kind of voice, just a little, it's just a little bit of an annoying voice or he's a little bit nerdy and I'm not trying to like disparage the guy, but he just, he sound it was, he was kind of just like complaining in this little complaining voice. And he's just ranting about how like, I'm a fake account with, I'm buying followers. And, and so he's filming the screen. He's on some Twitter uh, site where it shows like the follower count, some like graph, and it shows the, whatever, the rate of, so, so, the, so the thing is ticking up, and he's like ranting to his audience about, he's like, you effing idiot, you you think the Astros cheated, but you're cheating your Twitter, <laughs> and he's like going off, he's calling me an idiot, <laughs> and I'm just watching it going like, like I thought, it, like a couple people commented, like, this would be, G-, like the, maybe maybe the real story here is this is the same guy, like it's me, It's me filming my screen, just just like pretending to be this character, (laughs) as as some sort of like weird like inside joke or something. Like it was that it was just so bizarre.
2: (laughs) I'm watching it.
0: Yeah.
2: So like, what are some of these things that you're hearing from people? Like you mentioned that, but like
0: that that kicked off the the initial thing in terms of like what are people heckling me with? Which none of it's good, none of it's impressive. And again, I like a good if somebody has some good banter or a good insult, like I'm game. Like it's that can be kind of fun. But, But if people just DM me going you know lol you're buying followers i just go like dude what do you want me to say like i'm not like understand. is
2: the is the good banter mostly in the replies or are you finding that it's equal well, in none. the replies well, and I, in dms
0: I, I, and I, again i'm not saying that before the fact like if they were good at bantering i think if it were yankees fans or some other fan base like and i was doing this and saying anti-yankees account there'd be some 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 clever guys some some even if they're just being vulgar and, and, and a little wild, like they could be a little, a little, uh, there could be something charismatic about the nastiness of like certain Yankees fans, you know, or, or just like like a Philly, good Phillies fan, they can mix it up. The Astros fans, honestly, it's pretty cringe. Uh, <laughs> if it wasn't, I'd compliment them if they were good. Um, not that I want to be insulted, but I, I like a good insult. They're, it's honestly, it's like it's like kind of awkward. It's like a little creepy, like what they're saying. It's, it's just it's just like illogical nonsense and i'll and i'll deal i'll go back and forth with them and and sometimes they just end up like agreeing basically i kind of like debunk their like beef uh, <laughs> like back at, when i say back and forth i'm not like you suck you yeah, know you suck but it's like i go like oh so i'm they'll say something like what do they say uh they'll say you're promoting hate and violence i go okay how and then they like don't produce an example and we kind of go back and forth and then finally, that's just like, the
2: world we live in
0: they just cave, and or they just say like, "Hey, dork," and you go like, "Okay, man, I'm a dork. I'm a dork. Like, you got me. Yeah, you're right. You know, it's just you're like, please, like, just come up with something better. I, I, not that I live for this, but if you're gonna give it to me, just, just be, be funny, be, uh,
1: or be fact based in, in, some yeah, way. Yeah, right.
0: Yeah, like, point. If you just said like, I hate the Cubs. Oh, you're a Cubs fan. I hate the Cubs. It,
1: I, I'm like, okay, I don't know what to do with that. But it's not,
0: <laughs> it's not illogical. That's just kind of like whatever hateful and annoying or something but it's it's not like it's not like
1: dumbfoundingly just stupid so yeah well i mean speaking on fact based go ahead you were you were um you've obviously done the research you've obviously been in depth um more than i think the average fan or average you know follower of this scenario has been when we're talking about the punishments that have come down and the fact that, you know, buzzers have pretty much been written off or not exactly acknowledged by the MLB. What are you finding or what have you found that is very much being covered up in your opinion? Is it the buzzer specifically? Is there other things that have happened, you know, inside the organization? Like what have you found in your research that isn't being talked about?
0: Um, I mean, I don't actually do that much research. I mean, I'm pretty well-versed in what's going on, but the thing with the buzzers, or any sort of other mechanism to cheat, is like when people say, well, there's no proof of like, the Astros fans will go, well, there's no proof of that. Oh, where's your evidence? And they get all like, kind of squirrely. And people, you know, people keep <laughs> replying to them with that, you know, that SpongeBob meme where he's like, he looks all deformed. Uh, not that where <laughs> they're saying they're deformed, but it's like, you're almost like discombobulated. You just, you, you're like, not making sense. And, uh, so you go, yeah, dude, like, yeah, there's no evidence. Well, there is some sort of evidence, but, like, how could there be evidence? Like, the MLB had an investigation, but they didn't have subpoena power. They didn't have dis- the power of discovery. It's not a legal mm-hmm. investigation. They just interviewed some guys in chairs in an office, presumably, and, like, they, li- they either lied to the MLB or they didn't lie. But it just consisted of, you know, hi, Carlos Correa, tell us what happened. I, I mean, I don't know exactly what it- how it played out, but presumably—
1: They're not under oath. Yeah, yeah, right.
0: right. They're not under oath, and 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 there's no, they they don't have discovery of emails. Like it's not a, le- and I, and that's partly what I'm saying to these Astros fans. I'm going, like, you're you're sort of citing the investigation as having exonerated them, which it doesn't. It doesn't say one way or the other whether there were, but well, it says we didn't find evidence of buzzers, but that means you know f all to the truth of the matter. And again, maybe there weren't buzzers. Maybe there maybe all it was was trash cans in 2017 and 18, but. I mean, I, I certainly think it, it extended. Why would they stop? So for me, if you ask, like, what, like, what evidence have I found or other research, to me, it's just the circums- the logic of it. It's more thinking through it. There's a little bit of evidence, but it's more like, I mean, it's kind of like A.J. Hinch, uh, you know, responding to Tom Verducci. Tom Verducci, asked, I asked him point blank about three weeks ago. He said, you know, people have been talking about buzzers. What do you have to say about that? Can you say that you did not use buzzers? he doesn't say no. He doesn't even yeah, he says, right, doesn't say no. Right. He said, well, da, 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 he, he, he gets all squirrely and evasive. And then he sort of says, well, you know, uh, the, the commissioner came out with a report and I believe the report, which to me is damning, damning for two reasons. He's, he's evading the answer. And Michael K., the kind of great quote from Michael K. was he was saying, did you kill your wife? The answer is no. I mean, the answer is you just say if you go, well, right. well, the police came out with a report, and I don't know. The right. said I did. So what's weird is he's he's deflecting. But number two, he's he's saying his opinion on the matter comes from the report. So it's if you just think like, why would someone who was there? Why would they say that? Like, if you said, okay, did you were there buzzers or not? It's either yes, no, or I don't know, or I didn't I didn't see any buzzers. And and even if he said that, maybe he's still lying, right? Like to cover his rear end. But he, he said, "Look at." He didn't even say, "Just look at the report." He said, "I looked at the report and I believe the report." Going, <laughs> Which is yeah, basically
2: you, what all the other guys were saying. They're just <laughs> deflecting <laughs> to the report, and it's like,
0: you're in the report, and you're saying that your opinion on the matter comes from having read the report, and you're going like, "What? What are you talking about?" <laughs> so I just don't see how anyone, if there were no buzzers, if that's such a laughable conspiracy theory, why don't you just say? Abs- not just no, I would say absolutely not, and that's offensive to me to suggest that we would ever go to that length. We cheated, yeah, and we're so- we're sorry we feel bad, but not like that. Not with buzzers. I mean, again, maybe I wouldn't believe him, but, like, you know, if you said it strongly enough, certainly that's, that's the bare minimum. So, other than that, I mean, to me, that's the most damning thing. The Altuve running home with the shirt thing, obviously, is the thing that kicked it off, but, um, I mean, beyond that, yeah, we need, we need, we're not going to have, like, proof unless someone tattles or i don't know um and the sad thing for me is what's going to stop them from doing it this year i I think they i just think the shame of the whole thing would mean that they wouldn't but with a buzzer i didn't see any protocol put in place of a uniform check before every game um so and again it could be even another method than that that they're that, that they'd be doing now so i don't think they're going to keep cheating but it's just i mean they don't seem to have a conscience they don't seem to have They don't seem to care about the fans. Um, Why wouldn't they keep cheating, really? Um, So, yeah, we'll see. And and in terms of research or, like, investigating, again, we're limited by... It's all speculative, of course, but the lack of, you know, physical evidence really doesn't mean that much. You know, they didn't find O.J. Simpson's murder weapon, but there's... Again, there was more, I mean, that's a different case because there actually was a lot of evidence. But but even if, you know, just because something isn't produced physically doesn't mean there's not probable cause. And I think there's probable cause to look into it. And it seems like the MLB just doesn't really care. They kind of like half-assed looked into it. and um, And now Astros fans can kind of wear that as a badge of, of defensiveness or pride that hey, hey they you know hey, they said there was no buzzer, which again is just not really true, so
2: yeah, that's been the biggest thing with me that that has just been so unbelievably confusing is that, and maybe it just speaks volumes about where Astro's fans are at now, but I just feel like the biggest thing with them and really the players too, and the organization as a whole is just this focus on deflecting to the report, but simultaneously taking on this like revenge tour approach, like us versus the world thing when it's like it's very clear that you all brought this on yourself. So like why why all of a sudden is the victim card being played and why all of a sudden is everybody doubting your ability in twenty twenty to where you have to go out and win a World Series to prove everybody wrong. It just doesn't make any sense to me. Well
0: it's not even clear what the what their role that they're inhabiting is. You're saying, you know, us against the world or they're the villains or something, but You're right. It's sort of confusing because sometimes they are, sometimes they're seeming a little bit contrite or or a little bit like, like the day they apologized again. It was was poor apologizing, but but you know there are some moments of a little bit of contrition. But but then at other times it's like they kind of want to be the villain. And then and then at other other times like they. They're like the victim or the apologizer or the villain or, or just, Hey, let's forget about this. Let's play baseball. And I'm kind of just going like, well, which is it? I mean, and, and I don't kind of, I don't really care how they position themselves. My view on the matter is not doesn't come from how, what you know, what role they're deciding to play, but still like, you're right. that It's weird. They, they seem, I don't know. I don't know what their foundation is and their mentality. Right? You know, this is, we're, we're the bad boys now. Like, I don't like that in baseball, but, like, okay, that would be consistent.
1: That would be, I don't know, not hard to wrap your head around. I mean, when I look at it, like, it's, for me, like, everybody knows on here, and Brendan, you're, you know, obviously learning that uh, that I'm a diehard Yankees fan. And so when it comes to, you know, the whole evil empire and being that hated team in baseball, I'm not going to lie, this is a refreshing break for Brendan. <laughs> for- <laughs> you know, not being the worst fan base in the in the world by every every other, you know, opinion. Um, but I think when we look at this, it's it's I don't know if you agree at this or not, but like it's so quickly turned into defensive mode. Everyone is, you know, Correa was immediately defensive on his first day of of interviews.
0: Well he was kind of offensive though too, right? He was, well, uh,
1: he was sure out. but uh, like where it was again you're the victim so i'm gonna be i'm gonna feel attacked and then kind of jab back like, Well but nah, also, dude, you gotta take these punches sort of take like a, there's different ways a, a so-called victim could even react he he was like
0: yeah he's 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 seeing himself as some sort of victim but he's also being a kind of an asshole like barking back at people and you're going like oh dude i yeah. thought you were apologizing yeah
1: you can't bark back it doesn't right. work right
2: So, Brennan, kind of going off that a little bit in terms of staying up to date with with these guys reactions and and really more broadly, just what's going on with this situation as a whole. uh, How locked in are you right now with their spring training games, like specifically to the Astros? Like, are are you tuning in for every game to stay on top of this stuff or how, how does that look for you?
0: yeah it's like it's sort of like that scene in the social network where like they're doing that like hack hackathon thing and and they're all like drinking or or maybe it's the other i don't know if it's that scene but there's a scene where like somebody's trying to get the guy's attention the like programmer and then like zuckerberg's like he's like get it. he's like he's locked in or he's like he's plugged in so i feel like <laughs> i'm just glued to the computer to like almost an unhealthy degree and again astro fans are probably gonna clip that and say well oh, look he's a he's a dork he's a lo- he has no life he's he he, were in his head rent-free and you go like, (laughs) you know, okay. Like it's the biggest story in baseball for certainly a decade. It's a really important story, fun story. I'm having a lot of fun with it. I'm not like a crazy, weird, obsessive guy, but you know, there's a lot there. There's a lot of material there. There's a lot of ideas in my head. There's a lot of, you're saying like, you know, what am I, how, how closely am I keeping track of it? You have to, I have to watch the games. See what other people are tweeting. See if a teacher in you know Missouri tweeted a funny image of a poem her class wrote about the Astros. Like, right. I'm living for all of it. But it, yeah, it takes a lot of time to to sort of comb the desert and find everything. And um, and again, so if I, yeah, you say that they find something, right? Like I say that, and it's you know, let's say I got off Twitter for two days. Oh, he, you're a coward, right? Like you're you're right. <laughs> you can handle the pressure. And then if you get, you know, you tweet too much or something, you talk about the Astros, you know, they're living in my head rent free, they say. So (laughs) yeah, it's a bit, it's a bit goofy. They're pretty squirrely people, but, um, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's been all day. As I said before, it's, it's calmed down, but I just feel like an obligation to this, this group that I never knew existed or never knew the extent to which it existed has sort of formed. And, uh, like I'm lucky to kind of be at the center of it—not of all of it, but of you know, this, there's all these people that are kind of tuning in, and um, yeah, I feel like I want to tell the story, I want to follow the story, and that kind of requires being on there all day because there's a lot of beat writers putting out stuff in the morning, there's games happening in the afternoon, there's maybe maybe content to put out in the evening, and and all the sorts of other people putting out stuff, so uh there were about four straight days where i didn't really sleep well i slept kind of one of them but it was like three days where i really didn't sleep and like had like a bag of beef jerky to eat and that was it and uh yeah it was pretty bad but
2: bro you gotta be taking care of yourself man you can't be (laughs) can't be running yourself ragged
0: come and i'm like i gotta like double down in the moment you know just really capitalize and i want these guys to be shamed i said earlier to someone i'm like Okay, the first goal, the first step was, like, create the account, just mess around, like, see if people like it. Then it was, like, grow the account. Third step, take the show on the road. I'm going to Oakland to the first road game. I'm going to Anaheim for the second road series. And I'm not going to go to every game. I can't, like, afford to go to every game. But I got to go to a few to see these. You know, Anaheim, all the Dodgers fans are going to come. Oakland, I mean, they're a divisional team, and they get kind of wild at times at that Coliseum. And it's the first the first game, and uh, and even like maybe when the Yankees go to go to go to Houston itself, I have to think of a lot of Yankees fans. I mean, they're going to be so charged up; they're going to buy tickets to fly to Houston just to go to the Astros game. Forget I'm about right. the series in September in the Bronx. I mean, they're going to be in Houston. So there's going to be a couple choice games I'm going to go to and try to document like what goes on. Um, so that's step three. Step four is Manfred has to go. He's got to go. Yes, we have a coup, a peaceful coup where he is ousted and. Uh, that's the goal. So we'll see what happens. We'll see. I mean, we hopefully the, the energy keeps rolling. People keep posting stuff. But it just it just feels like none of us none of us are happy with living living with the current status quo on this. It feels so wrong. Okay, and even if okay, Manfred's hamstrung by the union and he's and he's there's technicalities and there's there's these different, you know but it's all league it's all legalese sort of I don't know kind of BS or if that's really the case like okay he should say you know like I'm putting this all in the union if, if that's really true like I'm ch- I'm choosing to ban these players for life the union doesn't let me and I'll you know I'll resign and rest easy knowing that that was my decision and they blocked it and then all of her ire would go toward the players union if that's if that's really the case right but he didn't really do that he doesn't seem to have the the tone in which he talked didn't seem to have, like, the back of the fans. It was sort of, like, managing. He seemed managerial, managing the situation, not meeting out justice. So, for that reason, I just find, I'm sure he's a nice guy and and, and all that stuff, but I think professionally, in this case, he's really screwed up. And uh, at least he should do a service. If he's going to stay there and and, and he's not going to punish the players, at least he needs to take the title away to throw a bone to all of his fans that just, you know, we don't, we're not just like anti-Astros out of some like hatred or some sort of, um, it's not even about anti-Astros. It's just, we're, we're so against cheating. We're so, we're so, we love baseball so much that that we care about the integrity of it. And I don't know, like, does he just not care about it? Like, it, it's weird. I, I don't get it. So, so anyway, we're, we're, we're plotting forward, charging forward until, Either he resigns or uh, the title's taken.
1: That's got. It has to be it. I like it. I like hearing you getting fired up. So I'm gonna I'm gonna toss you one that's pretty easy here. Hopefully you can, you can keep this rolling. Our our listeners love or hate doesn't matter either way. But I think they feed off of hot takes. So I'm I'm okay. gonna try to feed you an opportunity here and put this one on a tee. Um, of you mentioned this is probably the worst thing that's happened to the MLB in the last at least decade. So of the black eyes that I could think of that our game has, you know, come across, I want you to rank these from worst to not that bad. Okay. Mm -hmm. Pete Rose. Steroids. Rob Manfred. Astros cheating. Instant replay. Wait, but is Manfred and Astros different? They are are different. Those are two different things.
0: Well, Astros has to be above Manford but wait did you not say Black Sox that's not included that's that's I'll I'll leave that one out okay probably could have but um okay I have to keep the list straight in my head I would say uh Steroids number 1 then Astros then Pete Rose then Manford then Instant replay all right uh, it's weird seeing the Pete Rose thing lately because people are like it's like sort of trend people like to be contrarians sort of like when people say, okay, vote Barry bonds in the hall of fame. Like, I don't understand that at all. Honestly, I don't think he should ever be in. Um, cause people say, you know, like, well, he was a hall of famer before steroids. Well, that's, it's not, I'm not against him being in the hall because I don't think he's a good enough player. It's not like, I think the steroids were just like fraudulent and he's like, actually like, it's not like in space jam where there's the like little aliens that become like, like a superstar. <laughs> right. yeah, he's an amazing player. It's the fact that he's unethical. It's the fact that he's he cheated and he deceived us and, and all those other players. So, I mean, what if he hit like 800 home runs without steroids? Then he hit five more home runs with steroids. It's like – it's it's the principle of the matter. And anyway, it's kind of a side story. But, um, but yeah, So in the same way, though, like Pete Rose, it seems to be trendy. People like to be a contrarian where for so long, okay, Pete Rose has been banned and people like to just – seems to be like people are pushing for him. Yeah, well, just an opportunity. Get Pete Rose in. Or, or Barry Vaughn should be in because Hank Aaron used amphetamines or some – I don't even know if that's true. But you're going like, okay, well, maybe those guys in the past – and I'm not trying to besmirch Aaron. I, I admit that might not be true. But whoever they talk about that – well, amphetamines, which I don't think are the same as steroids, but I'm, I'm kind of ignorant on the matter. But, you know, okay, maybe there's a principle called two wrongs don't make a right. You know, so – Maybe certain players in the past shouldn't have been in or who knows, but like the fact that they're in, I mean, don't get, let's get it right this time. Don't get the new guys in just because some other guys maybe shouldn't have been in. I think Manfred, you know, the guy who banned the Black Sox was uh, Kennesaw Mountain Landis. Mm-hmm. Epic, epic name, epic guy. And uh, back in, you know, it's funny that it was like almost exactly, well, yeah, exactly a hundred years ago, the whole Black Sox thing, considering that this Astro stuff broke in late 2019 1919, 2019, history repeats itself, yet it doesn't repeat itself. We had Kennesaw Mountain Landis last time. Now we get Rob Manfred. And uh, it's like those T-shirts, you know, you say like those T-shirts where it's a meme where it says, I wanted whatever, whatever, but all I got was this lousy T-shirt. It's like I wanted Kennesaw Mountain Landis, but all I got was this lousy Rob Manfred.
1: I love it. So let me ask you this, because, you know, obviously the quote-unquote punishment or lack thereof for this whole scenario is the biggest reason why this is a big deal right like it's because MLB didn't crack down do you feel that this movement that you've you know helped start and you've helped push do you feel that the overall unification of every other team fan whatever it is the anger or the resentment they feel towards the Astros and the plans. Like, that is just an example of, is this a good enough punishment? The fact that every other team in baseball now can't stand the Astros. Um, You're saying, is that a big enough punishment? Yeah, like, is that, does that help make up the difference that the MLB didn't lay down the law? I mean, Manford seemed to suggest that that was
0: part of the intention which is such a cop-out answer to me because like the outrage is going to be there either way i mean it would be like if he really punished them there'd be less outrage so there's some truth to that but you know when he said the punishment will be the outrage or the public uh, outcry or whatever he said and like yeah but like okay i think you could like punish them and like that's going to be there either way i mean why not sure it's just pretty daft but um so yeah, I mean, look—it's a punishment. It's definitely a punishment. It's—it's it's, the players are hearing it. Like if you've seen some of the clips on my feed that you know people are DMing me and I'm I'm posting these things. I'm like, it, it's so awkward at spring training, right? Because you think like, wait till they get to Yankee Stadium. And I go, I don't know, man. Like wait till they get to the Grapefruit League because Grapefruit—you're down there. There's like a lot of retired people or a lot yeah. of vacationers, like you know, some fan base that, that I've been to spring training a bunch. That you know, you go down there, it's older people. It's people that, that take a five day trip to Florida and they go to a game, and uh, to see their team. It's quiet. They're they're, ha- they're on a vacation, and it's not really spring break yet. But at some point, like there's sometimes families at spring break, and it's like one dude, if like one Yankees dude stands up and he's like, "Hey, hey, Jose Altuve, give your give your MVP back," you know, like <laughs> everybody hears it. Altuve hears it. They're very close. It's so quiet. Like the, it's it's. It's got to get through to them, and even if they yeah. just like, they block it out, well, what does that mean? Block it out? Like they're hearing it, they're hearing it in their ear, and uh, so I think even in spring training, you've got that, and then yeah, when it comes to regular season, while the whole roar of the crowd might it might be harder for them to hear any particular thing, I mean they're just going to hear this this wall of noise. If you think about like every player or every every guy in the stadium, pretty much whether they're in the front row or in the back row, whether they happen to get the perfect ticket to the seat near the bull, whatever the situation is, like, the heckling will, you know, it's just going to be ubiquitous, and I, I don't know. I don't know what to expect fully because it's we're not there yet, but I think it's going to be pretty big, especially first. And, uh, again, I don't think that that's enough punishment. But, yeah, it's a punishment. It's definitely – I think El Tube, especially, there was a clip I posted before, and, like, he looks like he's about to cry. And I don't say that with like glee, like, you know, but I think he has a conscience. Somebody somebody tweeted like, when I see El Tuve, I forget who this was, but they said like when I see El Tuve, he seems like a guy, like a nice kid who got caught up in a bad crowd. And not, not they weren't trying to, you know, let him off the hook. Um, but that might be right. Maybe he maybe in his heart he's a good guy, and then he just got mixed up with these bad guys and he kind of became a bad guy himself, but it kinda looks like it affects him. He didn't he looked a little bit distraught in the clip. They were asking him, like, did you hear all the booing after the first game? And he was like, well, well, we heard stuff, yeah. You know, we uh, we heard it. We didn't hear that much specific, but... And he, and he just seemed kind of glum Yeah, I, like, I don't want these guys to feel, like, hated necessarily, but just, yeah, ashamed. I think, they, you know, they easily could have preempted all this by doing it the right way and apologizing. Or they could have preempted it by not cheating, of course. But, you know, that first press conference when they first were asked, and they all just sort of totally deflected they didn't even they didn't deny it they didn't apologize they i forget when that was like maybe early february all the astros guys and yeah and that's why the very first tweet i posted was uh too late to apologize that uh what's the who's the artist that song uh
2: one republic they,
0: yeah one one republic i did like a clip where it was all the guy it was like two seconds of each like a V apologizing all these guys and i put the audio over it because it's too late to apologize they blew you don't get to apologize now it's too late So now they're going to hear it, and uh, yeah, I'm just excited for the regular season because, like I said, I don't plan on being any sort of, like, conductor. That's not my – I don't think that's my ability or my place to do or interest, but uh, if I can come up with some funny ideas and if people can – if people come up with good ones and they send them to me or, you know, at the very least, I'm going to go and see what everyone comes up with because there's so many people too that, you know, people aren't on Twitter. Most people aren't on Twitter. Most people are just – doing whatever and the outrage is out there and when you think about all these Dodgers fans there's some hardcore people out there so and even the non-hardcore people are pretty irritated so it's it's gonna be pretty ugly in Anaheim I have to say and not not, I mean ugly I don't want it to be ugly per se but but like it's gonna be a mix of ugly and just kind of teasing razzing and I don't I don't really know what's gonna happen but I think to go there and have a meetup with people and take a big group picture and just and get in the stadium and just see, see all the signs, you know, most games you go to, there's like a handful of signs that all the cameramen are looking for to like, just put up on TV and, you know, make it look fun to the audience at home.
2: So Brendan with, with all this said, we've pretty much talked about <laughs> what's happened with your account, what you're trying to do with your account for you personally. What is this? What does this all mean? Cause I did read, uh, in that Washington post article that this could potentially mean you putting off some, did I read correctly some law school applications and maybe even a second book?
0: Uh, yeah. I mean, the law school applications were a little more plan B kind of thing. Cause I was working on this book and, um, work on getting the beginning stuff going again. I was really going to do a lot of outreach for like sending letters and emails to baseball writers. Um, cause I think the site's really good. I'm like, I'm, I'm proud of it. And, um, it had been inactive for a little while, so I was I was really gonna have a final sort of push, and the law school thing was like you know if it doesn't all work out you know have a plan B, but um you know just as I was kind of getting all that stuff together <laughs> you know this thing took off and um I just think that's a sign from I don't know from God or from the collective some uh, something it's a good sign and um, so I just think I have to roll with that. I don't know I don't I haven't really thought about that much and planned it out but um. I think it would be unwise to multitask too much when there's something that took off like this. So, and there's hardly ever a story like this in any other season. So maybe 98 with the home run race, which was, I mean, th- that wasn't even apparent until, I don't know when that become apparent. Maybe, maybe, maybe by the second month of the season when they both, I don't know if they both hit like 15 in April or something, but Sosa and McGuire, but. I mean, most seasons, like, the story is maybe the team that won it, or the story is, yeah. I mean, like, think about, like, last year. What was the story last year? I mean, was there one? The Nationals got hot in the second half of the season. But that could also end up not being a story, because maybe they'd lose in the first round, right? Like, normally we sort of see the stories in retrospect, if there really even is one. Um, This year, it's March 2nd, and, and even for two weeks, it's been, I mean, more than 2 weeks that you know the John Boy sort of stuff came out in November I think and it's been, it was the story of the offseason in a sport that normally doesn't have any offseason stories and it's the story of spring training and it's going to be the story of the season and it's just it's great for the sport I think in the sense that
1: there's a story when there otherwise kind of never is so let me ask you this if uh, if the Red Sox investigation comes out and it's the same exact thing same exact punishment same exact results are we going to have a uh, a Red sox shame tour? I thought about that. somebody said that uh
2: no, nah, no, we don't really it's fine we I don't think we need to do that i mean yeah we've already yeah. we've already got the astro shame tour. We don't need to no, bog no. people down no, with a second like twitter account.
0: change it, you just keep it the same, but change it to m l b shame tour, and I'm like, all right, we're like the whole is the whole league fixed like do we have to to shame everybody what's what do we do here so I hope not, I mean for the sake of baseball, gosh, I hope it's not. The collective movement just doesn't like cheating. Like it's really simple. Like people cheated, we're angry. We want something to be done. That's it. It's like
1: one sentence.
2: Well Nate, you got uh you got anything else for him?
1: That's it, brother. I had to make sure I had to get in that uh, that Red Sox. Proposal. Yeah,
2: no, I might, uh, I might, I might go ahead sure. and cut that out post nah. post production. Uh, well, Brennan, that'll do it. I uh, appreciate you hopping on with us. Uh, but before we go, please feel free to. I mean, obviously we. are this episode was surrounding a social account, but feel free to plug any other uh, socials you got that you want to share and that website you mentioned anything else you want to, you want to plug.
0: Yeah. um, I would say if you want to check out the website, it's a little bit inactive right now Um, and I'm going, well, I was trying to get it active this year, but with the Astro stuff, maybe, maybe I won't be able to, but the, 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 it's called the, the big inning and it's big Hypheninning.com, And despite there not being that many posts in the last year or so, anybody who's a fan of a team, I think a lot of the pieces sort of, uh, maybe they're a bit timeless or I hope they would be like, so if you're like a Yankees fan or a Red Sox fan, if you type in the search bar, there's at least a few posts on every team and, you know, maybe there's like a nice memory from 2016 that you can remember. Um, or for Dodgers fans, I did a nice, uh, I did a post on Vince Scully when he was retiring. And so, you kind of just type in the art, look at the, the archives. There's, I think there's something that pe- people want to check it out. I think there's things that you'd enjoy. And then uh, I just, the other, only other thing would be, and there's a Twitter for that, but just kind of forget about that. But the only other thing is that the baseball book, If I, it was about the Tigers in 1968 and the Cardinals team. And I traveled, I drove around the country and interviewed 22 players in their homes that are, you know, 70, 80 years old. And the whole, it's, I don't tell the story. The whole book is their words as they told it to me. And uh, if you love baseball, if you're a Tigers fan, you'd love it. But I really think anyone that likes baseball and baseball history would would like it. So the book's called "An October to Remember, 1968." Yeah, that that's it. And appreciate you guys having me on. Hope it uh, sounds like we're on the same page with Astros, and I hope the uh, I hope the noise gets to them I, and, and to Manford, and I hope uh, people like you guys and people like on, all on Twitter are, you know, contributing to some some positive outcome here. Um and, and you know, not toward hatred and vitriol, but just justice and uh just something something changing, something something fixing all this.
2: For sure, Brennan. Well we uh wish you the best of luck with your campaign in twenty twenty. I can say without a doubt that you'll have uh two supporters in Nate and I the entire way. So wish you the best of luck and again we uh appreciate you hopping on with us.
0: Yeah, thanks so much. Uh take care, guys.
2: All right, so that was our conversation with Brendan Donnelly, founder of the Astro Shame Tour Twitter account Nate. What are our thoughts here on this conversation?
1: Uh I mean, I I like that he is on our side as far as uh views towards Manfred. I think uh it's something I think that's his main goal is to shed some light on the fact that, you know, we don't have a good commissioner and The results or lack of results, punishment or lack of punishment, whatever side you're on, no one's really happy at this point of what happened with the Astros. So I think that falls on Manfred, and I think that, um, you know, the players of the Astros have to feel. And like you said, it's, it's about shame. That's all we want is for you to feel a little remorse, which we haven't gotten. So pour on the booze. Um, Pour on the, the screaming, angry fans, because if they're not feeling it now, hopefully they feel it by the end of this year.
2: Yeah, he's really trying to, and it's evident in his Twitter bio and really just throughout his Twitter feed, it's very evident that this account, like one of the primary goals of this account is to simply make them Feel this throughout the entire year. Like, he, I think he even said it during the conversation we had with him, where he's just going all in. And it's like, I love that because we've talked about it on here before, where it's kind of at this point already, I feel like, where the casual baseball fans that were moderately interested in the situation are kind of like, all right, it's been all winter, spring training's back, let's just play some baseball, which I understand. And I'm all for just playing some baseball, but. We can't let this whole scandal just slide. We can't brush it under the rug just because baseball's back. Like, no, if anything, this is when we need to port on the most because, like we talked about with Brendan, like, some of these guys are are taking a, not necessarily, I mean, they're taking a defensive approach, but some of these guys are taking an offensive approach as well where it's they're kind of snapping back where it's like, okay, you, you're clearly in no position to do that. And so I'm hoping that that kind of compounds on itself and really enables accounts like Brendan's to just absolutely, like I said, port on.
1: That's all we're all hoping for, I think. So I think uh, he's done a good job so far and it was fun to, to get him on here. And here's someone that, uh, hopefully making a difference
2: and knows what he's talking about yeah i mean that was a lengthy conversation so i truthfully don't have much else for this particular <laughs> episode so you got anything else that's
1: it um i think you did a great job uh, hopefully you guys enjoyed
2: nate tell the people about the rating interviews and the stars
1: i mean at this point we're doing all we can to get out there and talk to people in this in this beautiful world of baseball, it really I mean it's really not a huge deal for you to just go to the ratings, click you know a certain amount of stars you feel like are appropriate, write a little comment, maybe just an asterisk, in this one. That's all you need. No words, just an asterisk in the comment section.
2: And that's it. Simple as that. Pretty easy, speaking of which you uh mentioned us just getting out there and talking to people, we potentially have a couple more interviews lined up. sure do uh for this spring training period of time, so be on the lookout for those, but in the meantime, Nate, that'll do it for this one. Don't go chasing current balls. We love y'all, and as always, we're looking forward to talking more baseball with you guys soon. Until next time, stay filthy.